sometimes you just want your online marketing to be easy. Get quick results, get some sales. Well, the old saying goes, you gotta spend money to make money. And that's why today we are talking with one of my oldest business friends, Michael Donato, about what your boring business needs to know about paid ads and what you need to do to get quicker results from your online marketing efforts. Stay tuned, it's time for the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live show and podcast. Okay, the Marketing for Your Boring Business presented by All In One Social Media. When marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a clustered newsfeed, join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the Marketing for Your Boring Business Live show and podcast. I am your host, Desiree, and we are here to help your message get seen in that cluttered newsfeed. We are here every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and if you are watching this on Facebook, Make sure that you type boring right now into the comment section so you can subscribe to our show and get notifications about when we go live again. If you are watching this on YouTube or listening on your favorite uh, podcast platform, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get that new episode every single week. On today's show, we have Michael Donato talking about how you can be using paid ads to get quicker results from your online marketing efforts. But before we dive in, I really want to thank everyone who is watching us now on the live stream. And then, of course, on the replay, make sure you ask any questions that you have in the chat so that we can answer them at any time, whether it's like during the, the during our live stream or even later on. So let me tell you a little bit about Mike. Besides being one of my oldest business friends, Mike is also the CEO and founder of Helix House, a data-driven digital agency committed to making your days a little bit better with proven results, guaranteed ROA, and long-term partnerships. Some of his boring business clients include Parker & Sons, Hotel Playa Mazelon, and Dr. Brighton, which is a functional medicine neuro naturopathic doctor. He is also a Gemini, loves the movie Fifth Element, and believes in being purpose-driven in all aspects of your life. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you, Desiree. Good morning. Uh, it's always good to have you on. It's always good to talk to you. I, I haven't, feel like I haven't talked to you in forever, and then all of a sudden, I'm just talking to you a whole bunch. I appreciate it. So I just want to clarify, are you calling me old, or are you saying we've known each other for a while? Because I feel like that was a bit of a dig there. I'm pretty sure I'm actually older than you. So um, <laughs> I think that would call us both old, but I think that you and I have been friends now, like business friends for, I think at like the time of this recording, like eight years. So yeah, I mean, that's never, a pretty long time it's to be friends. A decade here. Yeah, like, I mean, we've been to each other's weddings, we've watched each other move all over the place and a lot of crazy things. So it's been a good business friendship, I think. Yeah, definitely. So how did you get started in digital marketing? Oh my gosh, so we're going back quite some time now. So July will be 11 years uh, okay. that Felix has been uh, in business. And uh, honestly, we really fell into it by accident. So I've always been a tech guy, I've always been into, you know, pretty much anything when it comes to computers. Now for advertising and then digital specifically, um, about 10 years ago, we ran into a contract. Somebody mentioned the words uh, or the word SEO, asked if we can do it. I said, yes, went back, Googled what is SEO <laughs> and, uh, and kind of the history has been written from there. So a lot of time, a lot of uh, learning and a lot of years later, uh, we are where we are today. Yeah, and I love how you use the tool that you use literally all the yeah, time exactly. like master to get the answers that you needed. But like, like in all seriousness, so like Michael and, and Helix House, like 
they're, they know their stuff that I give all of my referrals to them for anyone that's wanting to do paid ads. And they legit, like they are a very like excessively award winning agency. So they really do crash it. So you guys are in the right place today. So before we dive in, we got to show a little bit of love for our sponsor today, Sendable. Now, we're talking about paid ads, but how are you going to continue to have that ongoing conversation with your fantastic new followers that you paid a pretty probably good penny for? Well, that's where you're gonna wanna check out Sendable. Sendable is going to allow for you to schedule the content to your social media platforms, schedule blogs, YouTube videos, and you can also monitor all of your social media comments, posts, and so much more. This is the official social media software of the online social media team. We have tested a ton of social media softwares. And we always come back to Sendable because it's truly the easiest and most convenient and most effective tool on the market. So make sure you click the link in the description so you can get a free 30-day trial. And just, just love all over it, guys. It's going to help make your things so much easier. Now... I don't know about you guys, but there is nothing more frustrating in this world than the ever-changing world of marketing. And that is why I have Ben Roberts on the show with the Marketing Buzzword podcast and new, soon-to-be best-selling book, The Marketing Buzzword, to tell us about all that there is when it comes to marketing. With all the new words and phrases, that's make any of us crazy. So let's bring Ben on to tell us about this week's Marketing Buzzword so that we can kind of clear up something new for our business. Hey, Ben. Hello. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Congrats again on the book release. Do you have it to show off? Oh, I do actually. Oh, I'm, I've got my cat that's uh, coming to attack my lap. <laughs> there we are. Oh, Ooh. it's going to be so good. I know. It's it, it feels really weird to have a physical, like, real copy in your hand. It's 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 very weird and really recommended for people to actually go and do it yourself. I Yeah. All right. So... Book aside, what is this word, this word? What is this week's marketing buzzword? So this week, I'm actually going to talk about a word that's actually developing a little bit more at the moment. So it's not something brand new. You guys will all, I mean, you're watching the show now. You'll be familiar with live streaming and live live video. Now, this is something actually which is coming back to um, the fore at the moment because LinkedIn has started releasing LinkedIn Live. So there's a couple of people around the world now that are starting to use LinkedIn Live, and this is gonna start rolling out. So this is one of those words that people started going crazy over when Facebook started um, rolling out live, and now LinkedIn is starting to roll this out. So when you start doing live streaming, you're thinking about going live, a couple of things you really want to think about is the audio quality and the content quality. The video quality is something that you can improve after, but one thing you, really got to get right with live streaming is the content quality and it's always asking why are you doing this what value are you giving and i think linkedin is going to be really hot on this going forward in terms of actually adding value so when you think about live streaming think about audio quality and content quality this is something that we're going to be talking about absolutely loads over the year when linkedin rolls this out more so this is something that people got a huge got massively wrong with facebook and they started spamming it and started doing videos of going live wherever and the value started getting lost and then we started rediscovering it properly by doing shows like this so what i say is actually don't jump on the shiny linkedin video straight away if and when you get it actually think about what is the value in it for someone else 
I always like to tell people when it comes to live streaming, like you really want to think about your video for the replay and make sure you like you understand what you're saying, why you're saying it, what value are you giving to your audience, especially because you can take that video and put it in lots of different places, like putting it on YouTube, using those digestible chunks for social media. So I want to ask you this about LinkedIn Live Video. What do you think LinkedIn Live Video is going to be doing that's different, that's going to be more, have a better impact versus all of the other live streaming options that we currently have available? Mm. I, so I think, don't quote me on this, but it looks like what they're going to be doing, I know, I know, don't, I'm not, I'm, don't use me as the literally the pivotal bit of news information for yourself, but it looks like it's going to be a bit more selective. So it's not going to be that absolutely everyone is getting it straight away. So there's a couple of people, so our friend Chris Strub has been one of the first people to test it out and they're being a lot more selective with who they're rolling out to and when to try and keep the quality of the live time because they've seen what's happened with other platforms where everyone's suddenly gone live and the value has been lost so i think you know, there's potentially going to be some sort of application process going to be some sort of vendoring process so not everyone's going to do it and hopefully that's going to mean that quality of lives are actually going to stay high because i know i previously gone turned off facebook lives and people started going live for everything and random things i was Annoying. like yeah what was the point and it just dilutes it ruins the customer experience so when you go live and think about going live this is always asking yourself what is the value and actually can people hear you because people can go live and if the video quality isn't great people may still watch it but the audio quality you've got you've got absolutely no hope of people staying on yeah, I, people always, I think, give LinkedIn a hard time. They're always like, oh, they're always the last one on board. But I think that what LinkedIn does that's so smart is they sit back and kind of like watch the world burn a little bit. And then like once it's dialed back down, like they like they look at like, okay, what is it that people like? And what is it that people don't like? And how can we make it better within our professional platform? And so I think that what they're going to do is hopefully going to be really great because I've been personally having a lot of fun with like LinkedIn video itself and seeing a lot of really great results from that. So I can only imagine what face what LinkedIn Live is going to be able to do. So you guys heard it here first. LinkedIn Live is going to be the bee's knees. <laughs> oh, I love what you did there. I love that. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you go check out the Marketing Buzzword podcast with Ben Roberts. And of course, if you are just dying for all things buzzword, pick up his really, truly wonderful book, The Marketing Buzzword, Making You a Marketing Authority. I was fortunate enough to do a little bit of like pre-reading of his book, and it was just super fantastic. So go check that out. And congrats again, Ben. You're too kind, Desiree. Thank you. Yep. All right, guys, if you are just tuning in, you are watching the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live and podcast show. Today, we have on Mike Donato, and we're going to be talking about how you can be using paid ads to get quicker results from your online marketing. If you are watching us live or on the replay of Facebook, make sure you type boring into the comment section now so that you can subscribe to the show. And hey, if you're listening on YouTube or on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss anything from this show. Let's bring Mike back on and just dive deep into all things ads. All right, Mike, how do we get started with this? What what are what are paid ads? Like first, like let's really like let's get definitive here. Yeah, so paid ads are essentially and they're on multiple different platforms. So, you know, you have paid advertising on Facebook, on YouTube, on uh, Google, on Bing. Um, essentially they they all function fairly the same way. It's normally uh, what you can consider a live auction system where uh, you set some criteria of the types of people you want to go after, the types of uh, terms 
that you're looking to uh, to show for if it's like a direct search platform in comparison to a Facebook. And, uh, and then you set some budgetary parameters. So here's how much I'm willing to spend per person that comes in and uh, how much I'm willing to spend on a daily, weekly or monthly basis as well too. So uh, think of it as you're setting up and, and uh, getting yourself someone sitting in a live auction uh, 24 seven for you. So let's dissect some of the things that you said. So it's a live auction. So I'm guessing it's like, where are we putting up, up these, up these ads? Like, where do we put them? Yeah. Like Google, so, YouTube, Facebook, like, where are we paying? Where are we putting these ads where people are going to pay for those clicks? So starting at that top level, pretty much any major uh, platform that you're currently interacting with. So again, Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, any of these large platforms are going to have um, an advertising uh, option because that is mainly their their largest uh, profit driver um, would be would be ads. So you know, placing the ads, if we're, if we're, you know, going to kind of transition a little bit into, into that piece, placing the ads is a little bit more dependent on um, the type of reaction that you're trying to get, right? So this is an incredibly boring subject talking about boring business show, right? Um, ads are not the most uh, exciting thing in the entire world, but if you truly understand them and understand your intentions as you're moving into them, you have the ability to connect yourself to the right locations, uh, to the right people and provide value in a way where you can potentially uh, gain a return. So ad placement can happen on any major network um, intention. So understanding what you want to do, if you're looking to get a little bit more brand awareness, YouTube would be a wonderful opportunity for you. If you have a direct product or service that you're looking to sell, Google ads or Bing ads would be an amazing location for you. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, look at uh, getting some type of social interaction. So, you know, any type of base interaction awareness or even conversion level, uh, Facebook is a great opportunity for that as well too. So understanding the intentions allows you to decide where those ads should be placed. So on the subject of intentions, how do we decide what our intention is? I think that when people go into like the paid ad space, they're like, I'm paying for ads. I want some dang sales. Yeah. So but you said a bunch of different intentions there. Yeah. So how do we determine like what our intentions are and, and how do we sort of di divide up our budget with those different intentions. Yeah, so I, I mean, I've, I've heard that exactly what you said multiple times. I'm paying for ads, I wanna see a return. And uh, and also, you know, I heard Facebook is good or I heard Instagram is good, so I wanna place my ads there. I have a I have a friend who's doing really well on, on Facebook, so, you know, I wanna start advertising there and I'm gonna get a ton of business from it, right? And most of the time, when you start there, that's when you end up not having the best result, right? Because you didn't take that step back to understand intention. So as an agency, I can tell you what we do internally is we spend about an hour or two with our clients prior to making anything at all, right? So this is after they decide to come on board and before production starts creating anything. And we have an actual intentions meeting. We talk about where we are right now. We talk about all their current marketing avenues. We talk about any strengths and weaknesses that they that they may have. Um, and we look at where do they wanna be, you know, with paid specifically, it's a little bit faster. So we can look at a month, three months, six months, or 12 months down the road. What problem are we trying to solve and then that allows us to understand our intention, right? Because uh, to just say I need more sales 
it isn't always I just need more uh, eyes coming over to my website or more traffic, right? I need I might need uh, more brand awareness, people to understand a little bit more about what I do before I start trying to move them through a sales funnel. Um, I might need uh, you know a specific type of demographic. So if I were just to go on and just place a bunch of ads everywhere, I there's no guarantee that they're going to get in front of uh, the eyeballs that actually are the ones that would use my product or service. So no matter what, and a lot of us will say like, I already know what I need, right? This is my business. I understand what I need. I'm a business owner. I've done the same exact thing multiple times, <laughs> you know, going and sitting down and doing an intentions meeting prior to doing anything is enlightening, eye-opening and incredibly beneficial, no matter how much of a handle you think you have, um, you know, on your current goals, desires and, and KPIs. So once we have identified our intention, yes. um, what are you, where do we put these? Like, what are we, and I know that like, we had talked about like different platforms or yeah. things, but let's just say, let's go back to probably our fundamentals. So part of our intention is going to be sales. So let's go with like that moving forward. Like maybe we okay. have like a good basis. Like we've actually spent with our branding and, and awareness and something like that. What is it that happens with sales? Like what are we trying to accomplish there with our ad? Like how does how does that process work to get those sales? So if we're talking about just generating a lead or, or a conversion, right? Um, and we're gonna move away a little bit from brand awareness. You have to think about the space and the mindset that that potential consumer is going to be in, right? So the first thing, we understand the intention now. Now let's understand our client, who are they? Um, so, you know, as an example, let's say, we have, um, you know, someone within their 40s to 60s. Um, maybe they're looking to purchase, let's say, a a service and not a product. So let's say it's a local company. They provide a service to an industry. Their demographic is in the 40s to 60s. Maybe top 30 percent, 20 percent of an income bracket or level. Um, and they need direct sales, moving directly to whatever location they have within that local market or area. Right. Now we know the intention. Now we know the demographic, and we can start pairing together um, what platforms they need to go on. So this is actually more intuitive than you would think, right? You think about yourself. If I'm going to buy something, especially if I need a service and it's not something that I know where to go get it, where would I go? Google. Google, yeah, that's the answer, right? So if you're looking to promote a service, Think about where you would go. So now we want to go to Google. Now, when we get within Google, we have multiple different options. We have Google Maps ads. We have display ads. We have remarketing ads. We have general search ads. There's even these things called search remarketing, RLSA campaigns, um, which is essentially remarketing campaigns within the uh, ad space in the search field. There's a ton of different options within there, right? Yeah. But I would say just simplify it down first as a starting point and say, okay, I'm a service company. I need to drive direct direct consumers to my location. I know exactly who they are. I know they're going to be going onto Google. Let's find a way to get in front of them, right? I would say for that client, I would start in a space like Google Maps ads. Those are a wonderful option and opportunity. You have a location that you can run ads to. And what a lot of people don't know is that as of right now, Google Maps ads are one of your lowest cost per acquisition drivers. Uh, for business leads, right? A lot of us would default right to search, which is great. That means that we know most people are defaulting right to search. So if we take a little bit of a different path, we can uh, we can be a little bit more creative on the way that we generate a return. Now we're driving business to, uh, we're driving uh, consumers over to the website. We're giving them an opportunity to decide if they like us or not. We're showing them our location, letting them know that they can come in and purchase our service. Uh, but as with anything else, 
the giant majority of them or good chunk of them are going to drop off or leave. So then you layer in something like retargeting on Google or retargeting on Facebook or retargeting on YouTube. And now you have a bucket for your loss that you can bring them back around and try to convert them again. So again, understanding intention, understanding demographic, understanding what is happening once we're feeding that traffic through allows us to make good decisions all the way along the path. It's a lot, a lot to take in, guys. Make sure if you are confused, <laughs> and, like need to like have your your, your Google dictionary next to you. Just just, just re-listen to this. Me trying to bring it down for you, Desiree. I'm doing I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> no, I know. And you know, I think this is one of those things that is important to remember. Like, I don't think. I mean, even for me, who has a basic understanding of it, it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this. I always yeah. tell people that come to to my agency and they're like, "Do you run ads?" I'm like, "No." 100% do not handle like the ad world because we are a content-driven agency and I really think that there's a huge, huge difference between content and ads. Do you need content for your ads to work? Yes. Do you need ads to get your content seen by more people? Probably people that have never heard of you before. Of course, like they do work hand in hand, yeah. but it's kind of like your brain. Like it's like a right side versus a left side thing. Like it's a lot to take in. And if like you are sort of data-driven, if like you are like you like just geek out over numbers and like knowing who your demographics are and all that kind of stuff, ads is going to be a great way for you to really hone in on what's going on. And if you're like me and you're like, um, no, then you have options like going to Mike um, over at Helix House or other ad agencies to help you try and get something uh, to accomplish for your business. Well, it, and I think you hit the nail right on the head there. So ads are a logical data you know, driven process, right? So between the analytics, uh, you know, uh, information that we're able to collect, all of that data that comes in, so from your Google Tag Manager tags, things like programs like Hotjar or just your Google Ads reports, your Google Analytics reports, you're gonna be fed literally these mass volumes of data. If you have the desire to go through and look at it and understand what's going on, literally everything is there and available to everyone. Nothing's hidden. There's nothing extra special that we have that nobody else has. Um, really what it is, is we just take the time to go through and do that. So if you are a logical data-driven numbers person in your business today, um, Google Ads would be something that you can easily migrate into and understand. I know it sounds overwhelming, but it's really straightforward, right? There's places where people go to interact, either interact on trying to make a purchase or interact with other people or to you know uh, display certain things about themselves. Whatever that is, there's places people go and there's these large gathering points online where you have have hundreds of thousands, if not millions or billions of people interacting with them every day. Those platforms give you the chance to decide who you like or who you want to get in front of, and then you just show them an ad and you hope, you know, when it's done right, that it's going to start providing that, that effect. What an agency has, um, you know, over what you could do personally yourself is just the, 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 the experience, the back end, the time that we've spent doing this in the past. It just allows us to move a little bit faster, to be a little bit more efficient with what we're doing and achieve the goals, um, you know, in a shorter time frame. But if your boring business isn't ready for that, I wouldn't think of it as it's an all or nothing. I say start in an area, understand your intentions, get your feet wet, start really understanding it. And uh, I think a lot of you would be surprised at, uh, at the actual, uh, at how well you'd be able to do with it on your own.
<laughs> We're definitely going to keep diving into this. If you guys are just tuning in, I have Mike Donato from Helix House on. We're talking about how using paid ads is going to help you get quicker results with your online marketing efforts. If you are watching this on Facebook, make sure you type boring into the comment section now so that you are able to subscribe to the show and get notified when we go live every week. And again, if you're watching on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform, make sure you subscribe there as well so you don't miss our show, which comes out weekly. Okay, Mike, so what do we need to have in place on the back end before we dive into ads? Okay, so a base foundation for anything, right, is you need the ability for people to be able to perform whatever desired action you want them to perform. So let's start with, let's go back to that service company, right? If I am looking for a potential service, it's something that I know that I need or I feel like I possibly may need, I'm going to want a little bit of information on the company that I'm talking to or looking at. I need to understand who they are. I need them to give me clear next steps as to if I am interested, what do I, what should I be doing from here? And then I need to be led through that process, right? So if I need to learn a little bit about you, reach out or under or uh, find your location and then uh, you know head down there and set my initial appointment I wouldn't just stop at giving them contact information I would say okay a next step would actually be scheduling the appointment online or getting them to start filling out patient intake paperwork or you know something to that effect if it's a doctor or physician um, you know clearly moving them through next steps because going back to what we were talking about before um, you know there is just so much here. There's so much out there. If we don't make it clear, if we're not, you know, really, uh, you know, moving people through a quick hit on the back button and, uh, and you have the ability to, uh, to go check somebody else out. Okay. So what do you think we need to have in place, um, with our site, with our social, um, email marketing, like, what are some sort of next steps? So obviously we got to know, like know who you are, what your next mm -hmm. steps are and know what your sales process is. Yeah. So I obviously like, I don't, I mean, could you create an ad just knowing that or should there be some other things that are in place before we dive into ads? Well, think about it this way, right? If you knew who you were going after, you know, the demographic, you know what they want and you provide that service and you have some way for them to interact with you digitally, you have everything you need to get started, right? Again, a lot of people, especially in businesses, and you know, I would consider ours ours a small or possibly medium-sized business, but a lot of us are, are stymied by the feeling that we don't have everything we need in order to get started, right? Um, so we wait and we wait and we wait and we wait, and then we ever never end up getting there, right? So if you have those basic few things, you know who they are, you know what you wanna do, you know where you wanna put them and they have a way to move through, you start there, right? You start there, you start on a low budget, you pick your platform and you just start moving some traffic through because the beauty is once you have people come in, then you can see very clearly with your analytics solutions like Google Analytics, if you do have problems in your funnel, it'll tell you, you'll be able to see the drop off. So then instead of guessing or anticipating what people may need, you're just reacting to the data that you're already receiving and making the changes that they're actually asking for. Now, let's say that someone clicks on your ad because they're looking for your service, but they're mostly kind of like just shop window shopping. Like they're not really like, ready to buy. They're kind of just gathering their options, seeing what's going to work for them. What should we do with to make sure that we can keep talking to them or following them or like making sure that they're engaging with us? That way, when they are ready to buy, like we're the people that they pick. So there's multiple different ways to do that, right? So services, I believe, uh, like Sendable or some of the other stuff that we've been talking about where you have uh, automation services that you can 
set up that keep that conversation going without taking any internal, uh, you know, employee time in order to do that or ownership time in order to be able to do that. Those are amazing additions, right? And again, put yourself in the mindset of your client. What would you want to receive in that point? You know, what would you need to hear in order to help you move through that process? You know your business. What are the most common objections people have? What's the reason why they don't come to you? And try to qualm and, and work through those, you know, in a reasonable manner. I know we mentioned or, or uh, you know, you guys kind of talked about spam or being spammy Facebook Live earlier. Never spam, never overwhelm, never go crazy, never provide or reach out to somebody without providing value. So you have to be providing value in each and every interaction. So you could do it through services like email services. You can create and curate video content and do things like YouTube retargeting, which is an amazing option and opportunity. Um, or even, you know, uh, regular banner uh, display retargeting as well too, just to keep your your business top of mind as they're making that decision. I think what we have to remember a lot of times, digitally, you're normally not the only one, you know, in the mix. Any any search results page, any social stream is going to have dozens of other people that are potential good matches and good fits for that client. A lot of times they'll pick a couple of them. They want to think about it a little bit, especially if your product or service is, you know, uh, uh, not on the lower end of, you know, of a cost scale. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be some decision making time as you're moving through that. So we wouldn't anticipate, right? If I told you about some amazing opportunity today, Desiree, and then two months later, I see you, would I anticipate you to still remember or know about that? No. If you have a two-month sales cycle, you want to be talking to them throughout that entire two months. So emails, remarketing, things like that. These are automated types of procedures that provide a very human and intimate feel to help push that sale through to the end. And do you think that it's important to keep maintaining that conversation and sharing who you are and giving value after the sale is made? I think it would depend on your internal structure. So like for us, <clears throat> once we bring a client on board, um, we're meeting weekly for the first six months or a year, you know, after quite some time, it go down to two weeks and then at like minimum once a month, we're gaining and getting that interaction. But that's because for us, you know, humanity and that human interaction is is very important to us. That's how we we really understand and thrive as a business. Our core value is growing ourselves through growing others. How can I grow you if I don't know you, if I'm not in front of you, if I'm not understanding you, right? So I think the volume of interaction is dependent on what you need and what the needs are of your client and your specific internal needs, um, as well as if there's any continued messaging that you want to be displaying to them throughout time. So utilizing an email platform to do a, a regular update, to create a little bit of humanity, whatever is true to you. And this is, I think, one of the things that a lot of people don't touch on. Do not just do something because you feel like somebody else is doing it and they're successful, right? Stay true to yourself to your brand, to your message, to your values, your ethics, your integrity, whatever those things are for you, preach that, be true to that, and then you will attract the people who resonate with you instead of just trying to attract anyone to bring them in, you end up having problems at the end of the day. I think that is a magically beautiful way to wrap this up, Mike. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being on the show today, guys. This is definitely an episode you're probably going to want to have to rewatch or re-listen to because Mike dived into a lot of like really great information. That was also a little jargony, but I think that there was no other way to have that conversation. Like it's kind of hard to not talk about ads and, and saying some some buzzwords there. 
So Mike, what is the best way for people to connect with you and Helix House? I would say the first thing is if you do have questions, go to helixhouse.com and just look at the blog. We have a lot of really good educational information and content there. We also have a great display of ourselves, our culture, who we are. And, uh, and if you have a need and you feel like our culture fits with your business and yourself, then reach out. Um, you'd be calling me directly. We'd have a chat, have a conversation, and we go from there. But really, you know, you mentioned the jargon. Any type of educational industry blog, start there, look there, and you're going to have some wonderful information. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's always wonderful to see you guys every week. Like we always say in military life, it is never goodbye. It is see you soon. So until next time, guys, I will see you soon. Thank you, Desiree. Yep, thank you. Thanks for listening to Mark's For Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to all time to get the latest episodes of Marketing For Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All In One Social Media.